Hi, I'm Dr. Kathleen Hall, and this is The Way I See It. Today we're going to talk about how I hope everybody, especially myself, can now be a super spreader. We use the term super spreader when we're talking about COVID, so people think, hmm, this all has to do with COVID-19, but not so fast. I think this post-election stress is making many, many of us sick. Um, it doesn't matter if you won or you lost. What matters is the stress that we have all been under. It's been chronic stress for a very, very long time. The drama of this election has been overwhelming for most of us. It's really unhealthy mentally and physically uh, to digest all the partisan anger, the vitriol, and the divisiveness. This election stress can literally make you sick. Just remember, stress is the driver of all diseases. In fact, researchers have found higher levels of cortisol in the saliva of voters heading to the polls. So isn't this amazing? And some of us have runoffs, and some of us also are going to have recounts in certain states, especially in our dear state of Georgia. So we have all had higher levels of cortisol. In case you don't know what cortisol or in case I'm reminding you, it is the major stress hormone. It controls our circadian rhythm, which is the rhythm of our heart, our blood pressure, every single, the, you know, our thinking, our clarity of mind. So it really can have a long-term effect on us. So what we need to do is begin now. Let's begin the healing, and we need to figure out how to move past this post-election stress. Remember, our, uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs was safety and stability, and food, clothing, and shelter followed. So right now, with what's been going on in the turmoil and divisiveness and and let's, you know, we can't separate this election from what led up to it. Everything from um, white nationalists or white terrorists, as some people are calling them, uh, Black Lives Matters and riots and financial crisis and COVID. I mean, it has been a lot. So it's just not this year. It's just not the post-election stress. It's the constant adrenaline and cortisol all of our poor bodies and minds have been experiencing for months. So this long year nationally and globally has left our mind and our souls just frazzled. We're exhausted on all levels. And me personally, I can tell you I've got to-do lists on to-do lists. I've tried everything from changing the size of the paper I write it on, write it on to uh, I've tried three new apps for getting myself productive and organized. I have tried different colors. I've tried posting them in different rooms. I've tried using a grease pen on a board. Uh, so I'm so flooded that not one thing that I've done has helped my overwhelmingness and, and tired. And it's kind of like feeling paralyzed. And, and that adds to the frustration. So I'm sure maybe one or two or three of you know how I feel. And I struggle, to be honest with you, I struggle with anxiety anyway. So this, is, this uh, whole year and the culmination in this election has just been really almost too much for me personally. So let's talk about how we can move forward. Let's try to move from anxiety and uncertainty certainty to, uh, to confidence. How about let's try to feel more confident and more in control. So, um, and again, because we're trying to move past the COVID. And, and, and one of the first awareness thing is to realize part of the stress that was created or, ha or we're experiencing now has to do with, you know, masks. We've had the COVID and then we politicized the masks. So it's me against you, us against them, economics. So 
let's have compassion for ourselves. For any human being, it's been a lot. And then if you've been on social media and Twitter and the text you probably get from your friends and cohorts like I have, it's just been a lot. So first, let's take a step back. Okay, what are your, do you have any physical symptoms? Is your heart pounding? Psychologically, is your mind racing? Are your jaws clenching? Um, like, are you finding that you've actually had physical symptoms? Have you had emotional symptoms, meaning uh, your spouse, your partner, people that you work with saying, you know, you're really short or you're withdrawing? So it's, it's important, though, that you get your own, uh, take a step back and see exactly how your body, how your mind, how your relationships, your kids, your family, your work, how they're experiencing you right now. So, um, and how I'd like to begin is just let's talk about post-election stress and getting ourselves back confidence, confident back in the saddle again. We're horse people, so most of the, a lot of the metaphors uh, Jim and I use are, you know, spit the bit, um, get back in the saddle, falling off, all kinds of stuff. So it's time anyway. Let's think of the, uh, let's think of the uh, acronym ACE, A-C-E. So first is awareness. Let's become aware, help you become aware of your mental and physical symptoms. Again, heart racing is your blood pressure. Keep a blood pressure cuff by your, um, by the TV. I keep one in a bag. I keep a pulse oximeter and I keep a blood pressure cuff in a big Ziploc bag by the television set so that when Jim and I are there, um, you know, now not when you're watching a football game that you love or watching the news, but if you're reading or relaxed, take your blood pressure. Make sure you, you you're not just saying, um, oh, I think I feel well, and then you intermittently get your blood pressure taken when you go to the doctor. No, you need everybody. Everybody needs a blood pressure cuff. Um, are you having headaches, back aches? Do you have any GI problems? Do you have bad taste in your mouth, F chronic fatigue, or trouble sleeping? I mean, insomnia went up to uh, uh, epidemic proportions has during this pandemic, and especially during the election. Um, and your emotional symptoms: are you are you anxious? Are you find yourself worrying more? Are you getting more angry or having temper tantrums, overreaction, moody, moodiness? And uh, I'm, I'm really struggling with lack of concentration, I, I swear. And uh, aging, too. So I'm kind of like, is it the stress? Is it the aging? Is it this, you know, what's going on in the world right now? So write it down, though. Don't just think of it in your head. Write the physical and emotional and relational, three different areas. Write your symptoms down on a piece of paper and date it. So right now you can become aware of how all of this is affecting you. Um, choice. You're not a victim of this election. You're not a victim of, of a political party. You're not a victim of, of what's going on in the bigger scene or stage. You have a choice. Even if you feel like you don't, you do. That's just the facts. Choice is a powerful antidote to help you with your mental and physical health and well-being. And also your happiness. Good God, when was the last time... You were really, really happy. And I know, you know, not being able to see the people you love, travel where you want to, go on that cruise you wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you, hopefully, in this long of a period of time, you have found those wells or those wellsprings of where you personally find your happiness. But I've listed some tips below to help you make healthier choices for your life. Elections are a part of life, okay? Uh, I know it's been more extreme this year, especially with um, the pandemic and everything else going on. But uh, a nice thing to realize is sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Those of us that have lived longer, you look at the arc of your life, you thought that a certain election or a certain job or a certain thing was, you know, uh, 
the end of the world or maybe the big, the big apex of your life, but it's not. But remember, you are the CEO of your emotional response to life and your emotional response is going to affect your physical response. So the power of your attitude and your choices make the difference between happiness and misery. So become aware of how much better you feel when you make positive, healthy choices. It's so, so important. Um, and things like uh, uh, awareness. You know, when are you getting the most stress? Okay, so when, put when, where, and why. Okay, so when? Is it when I'm watching the news? Is it when I'm seeing my neighbor who has a different political opinion or ticks me off? Is it when I'm with my son or daughter or whatever? Where? Am I at a particular place? Is it when I'm buying groceries and I'm nervous at Publix because I'm, I'm, I'm worried about my income? Is it um, when I'm walking in my neighborhood and there are certain people I don't want to see or a place I feel unsafe? Where, where, where? And when? Is it a certain time of day? I have got to get back in the saddle. I don't know what's wrong with me. I used to get up really, really early, and during this pandemic, even when I set my clocks, I don't know. Maybe it's my circadian rhythm with this stress and stuff. I have been a slouch. Um, I get up. I have my coffee. Peruse. I mean, I don't know. I used to just jump out of bed and just pelt and be ready to go. So I, I, I'm. Hey, this this whole podcast is for me too, not just for you for sure. So um, I've got to get energetic and feel powerful and confident again, just like the rest of the world. So here's some tips for post survival stress post-election stress, excuse me. Win or lose, win or lose with kindness, okay? Make a choice to be kind. I don't care. I had somebody, my brother as a matter of fact, who is a different political persuasion, just come down my throat, and I just, my adrenaline kicked. I, my childhood stuff with him came up. Blah, every trigger in the world. And I took a deep breath, and I remembered kindness. I went, okay, I can be angry. I can be vengeful, vindictive, but I am not going to do this, even though my heart was racing in my chest. Here we go with choice. I decided to be kind and to set boundaries, and I said, um, you know, William, this is uh, how it is. Uh, we need to set healthy boundaries. I love you, uh, but let's just not talk about this. It's going to take a while for anybody with raw emotions right now to get over it. So let's talk about Thanksgiving or Christmas or talk about the holidays. Talk about your son or daughter. So know that you're the one that's going to have to be the kind person. Don't wait for somebody else to be kind to you. That is not going to happen most of the times. But you can choose to be kind and surrender to the outcome. Realize, too, you yourself, if you're the one that's angry, we live in a democracy. Everything changes, okay? You know that. Everything changes. It's like your family changing. And again, we have a 50-50 family like a bunch of other people do. 50% of people in our family are very, very, very conservative, and 50% are very progressive and liberal, and we love each other. It's work. I'm not going to lie and say, oh, happy days are here again. It's a lot of work. So there'll be another election. History shows U.S. elections are short-lived. The landscape changes in two years. It'll change for certain people that are up for the House and Senate, but then it'll change again in four years. Don't make choices of anger and fear that will, and revenge that will change neighbors, friendships, work, people that you work with, change, change uh, your family. Choose kindness. Please choose kindness. And even if you kind of got brittle when you broke up last time you talked on the phone, send them a card. 
send them, I don't know, a flower. Do something sweet. Be kind. Two, would you rather be right or would you rather be loved? My beloved psychiatrist a long time ago, Dr. Pat Malone, who is now gone to the other side, um, my husband and I had gone to him for some marriage counseling, and boy, were we at it. We were at each other's throat, and I will never forget him saying this. He said, Kathleen, you have to make a choice right now. Would you rather be right, or would you rather be loved? Jim and I looked at each other, sat in silence, and we both looked at each other. and I mean, we both said it simultaneously, loved, of course. So, you know, it kind of changed our life. We still use that. That was God knows how long ago, and we still say, would I rather be loved or would I rather be right? Something important with your children, anybody, whether it's a coworker, a friend, a neighbor, a family, please ask yourself this invaluable question. Living your life feeling self-righteous rather than living experienced love, experiencing love is not even a question, okay? It's not a question. Okay, so decide. Seriously. You don't want to be self-righteous isn't very fun either, really. Seriously. Not only not loving, it's not very fun. Third is compassion. Compassion helps everybody. Put yourself in the other person's shoes. They feel strongly just like you feel strongly. For for some reason, you know, you don't understand them. They don't quite understand you, but does that make you right or them right? Well, you both feel right, but that may not be so. It can be a powerful spiritual practice to experience compassion in your heart instead of anger and resentment, okay? And it's used as the word practice because you practice it. This isn't going to happen overnight. Practice it over and over and over, and it's like training yourself. Guess what? It becomes a practice. Then it becomes part of your life. You may not want to continue a conversation with this other person to attempt to understand what they believe or why, okay? But have compassion. Have compassion. Boy, they're really ticked. I wonder if I wonder if they'll be over this election. They may not be, but I know the election back in 1980 or 90 or 2000 or whatever you want to remember. Boy, was I ever. You know, have some compassion. Four is reverent respect wins the day. Win or lose, you must respect each other. Please, God, we gotta, we've got to get back to a civil tone with each other. Please. We're all loyal, blessed Americans, and we deserve each other's respect. And if people in other countries are listening to this, dear God, respect people from other nations, countries, skin, reverent skin color, reverent respect wins the day. The disrespect we are experiencing in our world these days is unconscionable. It is, I don't really believe, I don't know, you know, I talk about sin sometimes because, um, again, on a spiritual sense, I don't know, you know, sin is a huge, big discussion about whether you believe in it or whatever. But I do. I think if I'm going to name something it's a sin, that's a sin, it's going to be lack of respect for every everything. Not just another human, but dogs, animals, trees, the, uh, the wind blowing. Please, let us respect each other. The appalling disrespect of people that we're expressing with each other on social media. And our society is immoral. It's amoral. It's wrong. Okay? We have got to have respect each other. We must take the higher ground and begin to respect every human being, every animal in creation. Please. Okay, let's, we've got to. We've got to. And again, we can practice compassion, but we must have reverent respect. Finally, separation is an illusion. <coughs> we are one people, excuse me, one planet. We have one future on this planet. There's a reason it's a circle. Okay? God made this planet or it was created by the divine in a circle. We can't run away from each other. Okay? It's not flat. 
we can't run. So try to live with the concept that, that we are one human family, just like your biological family, and we live on a little ball. You may not like your brother's ideals or sisters, and you he's still your brother, still your sister, still your family. We are all part of this magical, dynamic web of creation. We are all on in this boat together called Earth. So let's begin to listen to each other. Okay, listen, listen, listen. And again, right now, if you're the person that just lost or won, you may not want to listen to the other side one second. One second. Okay, so even right now, when you're when you're when you still have a sore or you're touchy or you're emotional, this just happened. You can still have compassion. You can still have reverent respect. You can still be kind. And ask yourself, would you rather be right or would you rather be loved? So, be a super spreader. Spread kindness, compassion, respect, please. Reverent respect. You are the light. We need your light. We need your healing. We need your presence. One person can change everything. We are all little balls of energy. So if your ball of energy changes and mine and Fred's and Susie's and Harriet's and everybody else's, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Kindness spreads, more compassion. And we can all start to heal again. Please. If anything, let's just take this last four years or so as a teaching lesson. Don't take it as something permanent. Just let's see how bad we got and how mean we got and how fearful and how angry we got, okay? It's kind of like being in a bad marriage or something with each other and then getting out of it and going, wow, that brought out the worst in me. Dear God, Kathleen. So let, let this whole experience bring the best out in us, okay? And let's learn and let's all forgive each other. So be a super spreader. This is the way I see it. And if you have any questions, ideas for programming, anything you want to talk to me about, please write info at mindfullivingnetwork.com. Or you can write our OURMLN.com, contact us. And also, our newsletter is amazing. So, subscribe to our newsletter. You're going to get all kinds of cool tips and information that you're not going to get anywhere else. So, let's all go out there and uh, live mindfully, uh, hold hands, sing kumbaya, and let's all move on. Please be a super spreader. And again, this is Dr. Kathleen Hall. Thank you for listening.